Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. We got to stand firm and we got to stand firm until the end. Our Lord, he is coming back. And so that is why we must remain in faith and endure any persecution for his name's sake. We have to endure until the end. In the book of Revelation, when Jesus was given the messages to the church, at the end of each excitation, he would say, those who have ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. And that is what I want to bring today because In the book of Revelation, where we see Jesus speaking, he is letting us know for those who overcome, for those who don't give up on him and remain standing until the end, we have much rewards in heaven. And so, Lord willing, at the end of this podcast, I would like to go over those rewards so that we can remain hopeful and so that we will endure until the end. Because if we look at the climate today, it is rough. The Luciferian elites who are destined for destruction They are putting out their new world order to usher in their Antichrist. And so with that being said, we have to live lives of repentance. I can't say it enough, people. We must put away the sin. We must stay in the word of God because there are delusions that are being propagated every single day and it is geared to the body of Christ. Listen, the Bible tells us that in the last days that there will be a great falling away, a great rebellion where our faith is concerned. And we can see right now that we have the brethren falling away to the wayside. And so before we get started, let us pray. I am feeling the prompting of the Holy Spirit that we need to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we love you and we need you. Father, give us strength. Help us to endure until the end because You gave us a word the other day that the time now is like none other than before. When the tribulation hits the world, 
you said that it will be such a time like it has never been, nor will it ever be like that again. That is just how terrible, how terrible the end times is going to be. And Father, with today's podcast, may your word go forth. May it go forth with the boldness and with the resolve that we must set our face as flint and not give up on your son, Jesus. And may the Holy Spirit move on me to open my mind to see the deep things of God. And Father, I ask for wisdom and discernment. Father, these times, it need to be discerned because we know what it is. We understand the atmosphere and the season for which we are in. And Father, we are going to need you. Father, may today's lesson bring you glory. And may your will be done in this earth according to how you planned it from the beginning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So yeah, people, I wanted to bring to the forefront today because people have amnesia. In the body of Christ, we seem to have forgotten that Jesus told us to go and sin no more. Now, you all know how I talk about my other job over there on Facebook, a.k.a. the Lion's Den. We see over there in the Christian community the memo has not been received, that Jesus gave us a commandment. He didn't give us an option because we are still in this flesh. Listen, don't we realize that Jesus know that we are in this flesh? The Bible tells us that we are nothing but of the dust and that God recognizes that God recognizes that, okay? The bottom line is this. You signed up for this kingdom. You can't now get the kicking and screaming like a toddler because someone is telling you that we must put away the sin. Come on now. Yes, I'm bringing a sharp rebuke today. The hammer is out I got my horn out and I'm ready to scream aloud. People, listen. Sin is the ultimate wrecking ball. It will wreck your life. Not only your physical life, but your spiritual life. I can't say it enough on the podcast. God ain't playing. You playing. You plan to think that you can stay in your sins and get to heaven because we have bought into the lie from the false apostate preacher who is only looking to get your money. We have believed every wind of doctrine coming from the false pulpit. And why is that? Because it makes us feel comfortable in our sins. Listen, sin is the ultimate wrecking ball in your life. Now look, let's look at 1 John 3 verses 4 through 10, okay? Because sometimes we just got to just crack open the Bible. Yes, we got to crack open the Bible because sad to say, a lot of people in the body of Christ ain't reading it. And we know that they're not reading it because of the comments. Listen, like I say, if you all want to follow me over there on Facebook, you can follow me under Aunt Cynthia Whitaker. Aunt Cynthia is one word, 
A-U-N-T-C-Y-N-T-H-I-A, last name Whitaker, W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. So when you follow me over there on Facebook, you can see what I'm talking about. It goes down in them comments where the false brethren is concerned. So anytime you put forth the word of God, listen, I am never putting forth my personal opinions about nothing. That's not the ministry that Jesus gave me. He gave me repent, otherwise you too shall perish. And so I am not that smart to be coming up with this. It is only by the grace and mercy of our Lord via the Holy Spirit. So whatever I post on Facebook, wherever I post on the podcast, it is not coming from my little pea brain. I can assure you, it is coming from the Holy Spirit that Jesus wants his body to know. And so when you come in with the sound doctrine, when you come in with the word of God, you will get the kicking and the screaming. And the first thing they love to say is that, oh, we are only human. Hello, we know this. God in heaven knows this. He created us. He knows that we are still in this flesh, but at the right time, when Jesus comes back, then we will be as he is. We will be changed into our glorified bodies. But in the meantime, in between time, yo, listen, we got to put down the sin. And that's the bottom line. Because see, sometimes you got to come with the heat. You can't keep coming with the candy corn, cracker jack, feel good messages to the false brethren. Because see, sometimes you got to shake them up. You got to shake them up and say, no, that is wrong. No, it's not about that we are human and that it's just impossible to stop sinning. Because at the end of the day, you are calling Jesus a liar. Because when he told the woman who was caught in adultery that he don't condemn her, but that what she needs to do, okay, as a command is to go and sin no more. That means that the next time you fall into a temptation like this, you are to say, no, yes, I forgive you. And no, I don't condemn you. But the implication and the expectation of that commandment is to stop it. Okay? To say no when it comes. So look, let's look at 1 John 3, verses 4 through 10. Okay? Because this is the bottom line. Before I get into today's lesson, this is the bottom line. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning, also practice lawlessness. And we know what lawlessness is, right? It's that you are going against God's holy laws. And that's the bottom line. You are in active rebellion. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are actively rebelling against God's command. That's what it means to be lawless. That means that in essence, in Cynthia's terminology, okay, that means that you can give two flips about what God has to say about living a holy life. Amen. And so as the scripture goes on to say, sin is lawlessness. Verse five, you know that he appeared in order to take away sins. Because you see, we get into the bottom line of it all where sin is concerned because the false brethren, the lukewarm Christian and babes in Christ who haven't gotten the full memo yet, 
They be the ones kicking and screaming, screaming about how, you know, we are all humans and that we're going to keep falling. What does the scripture say? In verse 5 of 1 John 3, it says, you know, okay, because you can't keep acting like y'all don't know. And that's what I'm talking about. Y'all acting like y'all got amnesia when it comes to the salvation plan of God and what Jesus did for us. Verse five, you know that he appeared in order to take away sins and in him, come on now, in him, there is no sin. Verse six, no one who abides in him, come on now, keeps on sinning. We can just leave it right there and call it a wrap because verse six is telling us the real deal holy feel with what's going on with you who keep want to talk about how we are only human and that um, is basically impossible as a human being not to sin. Well, then guess what? Verse 6 over here is telling us what seems to be the problem. The problem is that you are not abiding in Christ. And that's the bottom line. Because look, listen, okay? (laughs) Y'all got to stop with the excuses. Really, y'all really have to stop coming up with the excuses. Because listen, we as Christians, okay, we need to stop using this line that God is still working on me, okay? Because that is just an excuse to continue to justify doing the things we know, come on now, we know that are displeasing to God. So getting back to the scripture, verse six of 1 John 3, it says, now listen, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning, okay, has either seen him nor known him. And that's the bottom line. If you are sinning, the Bible just told us that you have neither seen him nor known him. Verse seven, little children, let no one deceive you. Okay, whoever practice righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Verse eight, whoever, come on now, because see, I don't care what they saying on their Facebook page about how, oh, they love Jesus. Oh, about how the word is the final authority in your life. And they swear up and down and all around that they are for the kingdom of God. But look what verse eight is saying to the ones who put it in writing. Oh, it's impossible to stop sinning. And that, oh, we are only human. Well, verse eight is finna call you out. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Verse nine, no one born. Come on now, okay, because this is where the rubber finna meet the road with your comment about how, oh, we just only human and that basically it would take a miracle for any human being to stop sinning. Well, guess what? Verse nine, no one born of God. That means that if you are calling yourself a new covenant, blood-bought child of the living God that you are born again. So you say, okay, you said it. Verse nine, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed. That's that Holy Spirit. For God's seed abides in him. 
and he cannot keep on sinning. Okay. Yes. We may fall in a sin, maybe from time to time, but we are not making a practice of sinning because you see, that's why we got 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, yes, God is faithful and just to forgive us and also to do what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness that do not give us a license to sin, nor does that right Holy Spirit, because I hear you, give us justification and to make excuses for the sin that we refuse to give up. Listen, okay, sin don't have a say unless you give it a say. Let me say that again. Sin do not have a say unless you give it a say. Unless you given this flesh provision to act up and go against God's word, then that's on you. You chose to do that sin. Sin don't just, you know, by happenstance, just roll upon you and just take you down and pin you down. No, you crack open the door because the Bible says that don't give the devil a foothold. You keep cracking open the door to sin in your life. That's why sin is able to take you down. You lay down with the sin. Come on now. Come on. Because that's the bottom line. Verse 9 is telling us to our face. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot, he cannot keep on sinning. Why? Because he has been born of God. Verse 10, by this, it is evident. Come on now, because you can say what you want. And you can keep wanting to call me out. Well, who gave you this teaching? Are you Jesus himself? Well, where you get your, I guess they want to say education. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm getting it from the word of God. I'm getting it from the teachings of Jesus Christ, not from man. Not from no Illuminati Freemason seminary school. I can't assure you that. Okay. And once I got the plank out of my eye, when Jesus sat me down about my sin and that how if I don't stop it, I'm going to hell. Okay. Yeah, that woke me up. And when I received the gift of repentance from God, because it is made available to everyone, but you got to receive it, okay? The gift of repentance, it enables you to want to put down the sin. Listen, apart from Jesus, he already told us we can do nothing, apart from him. And so if so facto, if you are not abiding in him, well, then guess what you're going to be doing? Like I was doing, sinning, coming up with the excuse, oh, I'm in the flesh. Oh, the devil made me do it. Oh, I just can't help it. It's too hard. And all of this foolishness. Because see, that's what it is. Because at the end of the day, Either you are going to obey God or you are not. So don't come over here on my page or for anyone's page that is preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, talking about who you think you are. Oh, you just being self-righteous or the big money maker. You can't judge us. I'm quite sure you have sin in your life too. No, no, we do not. 
And we can say that with a clear conscience because we are striving every day to put down the sin. Listen, don't be mad at us because we got the memo and we want to do what pleases the Father. And that is to be conformed and molded and fashioned into the image of his son. Don't be the bully in the classroom because the one sitting up front is getting the straight A's because they doing the work. They, thank you, Holy Spirit. They are showing themselves to be approved. They are showing themselves worthy to pass on to the next grade while you back there in the back doing God's know what, but you ain't paying attention to the teacher. You are not paying attention to the master when he says to go and sin no more. You think he's playing. Just like the bully in the classroom is thinking the teacher is playing that if you don't study this work, you're going to fail and you are going to have to repeat the fifth grade. Come on now. Come on. We got to wake up and stop all the foolishness because I'm sick of it. Listen, in love, I'm telling y'all, y'all better stop playing with this sin. Now, look, as the scripture goes on to say in verse 10, by this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness, let me say it again for the bully in the back. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not, is not of God, and I don't care what you say, nor is the one who does not love his brother. You are not of God if you are in willful practicing sin and if you don't love the brethren. And what that means is that you cannot tell the brethren to shut up. When they are bringing the truth of God's word, absolutely not. Listen, listen. As children, okay, of God, in this fluid, shifting culture, we tend to put sin into boxes labeled excusable or serious or naughty but nice. But the unchanging living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has no such categories. Listen, as far as sin is concerned, God hates all of it. Now, you can put him in them little boxes as excusable or serious, but not so serious or naughty, but really nice. Absolutely not. You are deceived and you need to repent. According to John the Apostle, all sin, all of it, originates with Satan, who makes it his business. And this is what we are trying to tell you. He makes it his business to lead us away from our creator and onto a path of sin and rebellion against God. Listen, that path may look innocuous or fun, but at the end of the day, all sin is lawlessness and ultimately leads you to death. I keep telling y'all, God ain't playing. Listen, right, Holy Spirit, you are right. If your name, according to the book of Revelation in chapter 20, if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, you will be thrown into the lake of fire. Thrown. That means you are going kicking and screaming. 
Okay. One of them strong angels will lift you up and throw you into the lake of fire. Y'all keep making justifications for your sins. If you want to, God ain't playing and he ain't playing with anyone who is trampling over his son and treating according to Hebrews 10 down there, going down there around verse 26 in that. Verse 24, 25, 26, all the way, I believe, to 31, that talks about how God ain't playing when it comes to trampling over what his son Jesus did for us, and that how we treat that precious blood that was shed for you, okay, and that how we treat it as something as unholy and common, as if it don't mean nothing that you can just take his grace, his merciful grace as a license to sin. And you can say out of your face, oh, well, I'm just human. But yet you want to you want to cling on to what Jesus did for you at the cross. And at the same time, you want to take that as a license to sin. What did God say? Okay, because there is no more sacrifices for sin. Jesus was the last lamb to be slain. Listen, Jesus lived a perfect sinless life on this earth as a man, as a man. And then for you to turn around in the 21st century to spit on what he did at the cross, talking about how, oh, well, we are all human with the winking of the eye, like, yeah, okay, well, we know what he said, but we are human, wink, wink, yeah, God got, God got your wink, wink, okay, he says that, what is, what else is left for you to expect from him, listen, he done already sent Jesus from heaven to die for the sins of the world, okay, he already showed us his love by sending Jesus in the first place. He gives us the gift of eternal life through his son, that if you believe on Jesus, what he did for you, he gives us the gift of salvation because he didn't have to do anything. Amen. Okay. Because he could have left us as we were with that sin nature inherited from Adam but no, in his love and his mercy and his compassion for you, sinner man, with the smoking lips of, oh, well, it's impossible to stop sinning. Okay, what else is left for him to do? He gave us the gift of repentance so that we can have the ability within our spirits that we get the memo of everything that he lays out in his word about Jesus, about salvation, about that lake of fire, and about how if you don't stop it, you too shall like, shall likewise perish in hell as you await the final judgment at the great white throne. What else is left for him to do for you? The Bible says that the only expectation is of raging fire. What else do you want him to do? You want him to spoon feed you all the way to the grave too? Come on now, what else? He done did everything. And then for you to sit up there talking about, oh, well, we just human when we keep posting the command that Jesus said to go and sin no more. Y'all keep thinking he's playing. Now, listen. Where sin is concerned, if you are a Christian, sin will always torpedo the joy Christ gives you. Okay, and we see that in John 15 11. It will grieve God's Holy Spirit. That seed that lives in you that we just read about over there in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 9. Okay, if you are, if you, if you say, okay, you are born again, well, then God's Holy Spirit lives in you, right? Now, if you are practicing sin, 
not that you, you know, you did something and something came your way and you fell for the temptation. You felt horrible about that. You felt godly sorrow that you displeased your father who saved you from hell and you feel horrible about it and you break down on your knees like David, like King David in Psalms 51, okay? Because if you ever want to know how repentance looked like up close and personal, yeah, go over there and meditate over there with King David and how sorry he was when he cheated with Bathsheba and caused her husband to get killed. He murdered this innocent man so that he can get with his wife and they had a baby and God was like, oh no, no, no. Okay. And what happened? That baby died because of of their sin. And, And David, out of remorse and sorrowfulness, pleaded with the Lord in repentance. Come on now, y'all need to go over there and read Psalms 51, okay? And so if God's Holy Spirit live in you, okay? Okay, that time that you had a slip up, but then you repented, like really, truly repented, you are not going to want to make that a habit. Trust me, my right hand is up, okay? After you get the memo about all of that and you slip, oh, you feel terrible, complete, utter terrible that you have cemented going forth. Oh, we ain't doing that no more. As a matter of fact, we putting all the sin away that we are going to consecrate our lives so close to Jesus. You can't tell where he ends and where we begin. Glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. So now look, if God's Holy Spirit is living in on you, the Bible just told us we cannot go on sinning. We cannot. Okay. And look, and if we know that that sin displeases the father who bought us at such a great price, let me tell you, it get easier and easier to lay down the sin. Amen. And look, I just want to talk about this and I'm going to try to close it with this. Now, this is not the close, but this is heading towards the close. Amen. Like I said, at the top of the hour, we cannot claim amnesia now. The follower of Jesus will eschew, that is spelled E-S-C-H-E-W, we will eschew. That means that we will have absolutely nothing to do with sin. We will steer clear of it. We will forego or lawlessness. Listen, we all wanted to be saved, right? We all wanted to not go to hell and go to heaven, right? So then what is all the fuss about? Talking about how oh, it's impossible to stop sinning and that as a human being that we are going to be in sin as if we don't have a choice. Listen, God created us to be free moral agents. He gives us the ability to choose life or choose death. And if you don't know what choice to make, he even gives us the answer over there in the book of Deuteronomy. He says, choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Come on now. He gives us the answer. Listen, by you saying, because see, I got to keep hitting home on this because you will be amazed at the comments that people keep saying about why they don't want to stop sinning because that's the end of the story. They don't want to stop sinning because listen, I am not the only one. Okay. I am not the only one that has made it. In humbleness, I'm telling you all this. This is not to pat myself on the back. This is not to say, well, look at me. 
I'm just super sister Christian over here and that, you know, I'm just doing everything right. Absolutely not. This is a testimony. Glory be to God by the blood of the lamb and their testimony. They overcame the devil. Okay. And this is my testimony is that, yes, I was a sinner woman, steep in sexual sin. I can't begin to tell you how fine I thought I was. Okay. And so once Jesus sat me down and taught me what true repentance is all about, well, all I want to do is to tell everybody we got to live, uh, we got to leave the sin alone because at the end of the day we are all not going to live forever and that's the part right holy spirit that i believe a lot of people in the body of christ are not remembering the bible tells us that it is appointed once for man to die and then the judgment come on now what audience are you going to have when jesus calls you out of that body suit are you going to be at the bema seat getting your rewards for the service you have done unto christ while you was on the earth in that body suit Okay, where your works will be tried by fire to see whether or not it's going to come out as precious stones, wood, hay, or, or stubble. Okay, or are you going to be standing at the great white throne judgment hearing how your name is not written in the book of life? And like I said, got to be one of those big old strong angels are going to throw you into the lake of fire and that is what we got to keep at the forefront listen turn off the tv turn off the instagrams and all them nasty models up over there turn off that reality television show that is steep in idolatry and sexual sin hatred envy jealousy covetousness all of that devious schemes lying come on now what we need to do is to crack open this bible and find out what the will of god is for your life and do that that's the way that we need to go and so like i was saying about me every day it starts to get easier where sin is concerned because I'm reading with my own eyeballs about that lake of fire. And I know that at the age of 53, Lord willing, come July, okay, I'm not going to be here for long. Yes, I pray that it be a very long time, maybe another 50 years, but who knows? In the next hour, maybe before this podcast is over, I could be standing before the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on now. We got to understand that sin was abolished up there on the cross. Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life on this earth. Sin had no control over him. And in so doing, he abolished the power that sin had on our lives. Yes, sin is still in the earth. And yes, we have the option to participate in it, even after being saved, even after being saved. But see, this is where our faith got to come into play because Galatians, thank you, Holy Spirit. Galatians 2.20 says that I have been crucified with Christ. And I, that means that flesh, that flesh that want to keep on sinning. Well, guess what? He died. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Why? Because Christ lives in me. This life that I'm living in the body, Miss Ma'am, Sir, who wants to say, oh, well, we are just humans. Yeah, we get it. We are humans. But guess what? By faith, by faith, this is how we live in, by faith in the Son of God, in Christ Jesus, the one who said to go and sin no more, 
By faith, we live in him. Why? Because we believe that he died for us, that he took on the punishment that was rightly due to us. Listen, we racked up and stacked up God's wrath against us because we didn't know how to stop sinning and practicing lawlessness. But Jesus, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth, son of the living God, he died. And when his blood was shed on the cross, it was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven. Jesus made atonement for our sins. That's what we got to remember. He made atonement for our sins so that we can be reconciled back to the Father. God tells us in the book of 1 John and 2 John throughout the whole New Testament that if we believe what Jesus did for us, then we are going to be saved and made right with him. But guess what? Guess what? By faith, we now got to live this life without sin. Yes, sin is still there. Yes, we have the sin nature still in us, but guess what? He died. He got to stay dead. We have been crucified with Christ, with him. And that is why Paul was telling us in the book of Romans about this struggle with sin. Listen, God gets it. However, you got a choice to make. Okay, you got a choice to make. What's it going to be today? Is it going to be life with him or is it going to be death with your sins in the pit of hell? Because see, that's the bottom line. Okay, because y'all can keep saying what you want to say about, oh, oh, how you've been reading the Bible for what, 45 years, 25 years. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. Well, do you? Because first John uh, chapter three just finished telling us that if God's Holy Spirit is living in you, but then guess what? You cannot, you cannot go on sinning. That means practicing sin day after day as you are making excuses about how human you are and that how Jesus really didn't mean for us to go and stop sinning. And besides all of that, I believe the false doctrine of once saved, always saved, and that how all of my past, present, and future sins, oh, well, they all have been taken away. So um, at the end of the day, I'm getting to heaven anyway. Really? Okay. Yeah. And he told us about coming out from those false teachers too. That's why y'all got to study like I got to study second Peter chapter two. Come on now. Listen. Okay. I was going to read a whole thing, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I think I have said it all. I have said enough. So I'm going to keep what I was going to teach on for another lesson. I just want to say this in closing, okay? God ain't playing where it comes to his son, Jesus, because you got to understand the price that was made and paid. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You got to realize the price that was made and paid at that cross. Don't you know what it took for God Almighty to turn his back on Jesus up there on the cross because he was made to be sin. And we know that God has nothing to do with sin. And don't believe the false lie coming from Gandhi talking about how God hates the sin but loves the sinner. Well, if that's the case, then why did he turn his back on Jesus at the cross if he loves the sinner so much? Thank you, Holy Spirit. If God loves the sinner so much, why did Jesus cried out on the cross? My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? If God loves the sinner, come on now, stop it. 
We got to understand the huge price that God paid for us to make us right back with him. Because the Bible says that we wasn't coming to God. It says that no man seeks after God. God did it. God did everything. He extended the olive branch. He sent his son to die as a sacrifice for you. He made it right between us because we wasn't coming to him to make it right. And I don't care how holier than thou you think you are, miss 45 years of study in the Bible. Absolutely not. No, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. And while, while we thought that we were living it up. Absolutely not. Christ was dying on, on the cross, not to mention a horrific death on the cross. Go over there and study Isaiah chapter 58. The Bible says that when the people saw Christ up there on the cross, they were astonished. They were astonished about what they were looking at. The Bible says that Jesus was so beaten that... <laughs> that he looked unrecognizable as a human being. Listen, Jesus looked like a piece of ripped up meat up there on the cross. And don't let that lion pope fool you with them statues of that fake Jesus they got looking, you know, so pitiful, glistening up there on the cross or those ceramic statues with that little trickle of blood coming from the crown of thorns and that that little bloody little slash on his side from where the Romans pierced him with? Absolutely not. Jesus looked nothing like that. First of all, he was naked, okay? His beard was plucked out. He was whipped. He was flogged with a cat of nine tails. Do you know what that is? Let me tell you something, how demonic and ruthless and barbaric those Roman soldiers were. They constructed this weapon. They took like a handle and they uh, fashioned leather straps around this whipping handle. And at the end of each tassel, each leather strip, they fashioned like pieces of bone and um, metal and hooks onto each lash. And as they whipped the person with it, it tore their flesh from their bodies. And listen, it wasn't just that the back got the business. No, their whole body, because they wasn't being careful with the flogging. No, they whipped Jesus every which way. Listen, I'm quite sure teeth, bone, flesh, blood, hair, skin, everything just flying every which way. For him to look unrecognizable as a human being, but you, right, Holy Spirit, want to talk about, oh, well, I'm just human. Listen, Jesus took it. He took it for all of us. That beating he took, okay? You want to talk about how, how you is just a human, but guess what? Jesus looked unrecognizable as a human being, taking your punishment, and you're going to fix your face in the 21st century, calling him a liar, that when he said to go and sin no more, you with the clap back, you with the clap back talking about, well, I'm just human. Oh, well, you know, well, we're all just human. And, you know, to say that, oh, it's impossible to keep that command. No, it's not. You don't want to keep it. And that's the bottom line. Because the Bible just told us if the Holy Spirit is abiding in you, you cannot go on sinning. And the fact that you are sinning, okay, and the evidence is coming out in your comment. The Bible also said in that same scripture that it is evident, it is evident who the children of God is and who the children of the devil is. And like I said, I don't care what you say. What you say, our Lord and Savior took the worst beating a human being could ever take. And for you to say in the 21st century, oh, it's impossible to stop sinning. Well, then you are of the devil and I'm saying it to your face. You Sir, Miss Ma'am, 
are of the devil because you don't want to stop sinning and God's seed is not in you. And I'm going to close with that. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Come on now. Jesus expects better of us. He is coming back for his church to be without spot, without blemish, and ready to go. So come on now. Listen, if we all got to stop sinning, listen, (laughs) let me tell you, don't you think that I want to go out to the club? Don't you think that I want to turn up and put back on the sexy to put back on the mini skirts and the high heels and beat my face to the gods, as they say. Come on now. But no, no, absolutely not. Every time I'm thinking about Jesus up there on the cross, I'm keeping my hips in this house. Amen. And that don't make me better than anybody. That just makes me obedient. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That just makes us obedient to the word of God. And listen, okay, this struggle with sin is not going to be for always. And that's what we are forgetting. We thinking that, oh my goodness, you mean to tell me I got to put down this weed and cigarettes and I can't see my lover at the noontime hour? Nope, you cannot. Not if you say that you are born again. Because if we can't do it, you can't do it either because we are all in this body together and we edify each other. That is why he appointed the gifts to the body of Christ so that we can edify each other, exhort each other. And sometimes if we got to bring out the hammer, then so be it. I'm glad the hammer was brought to me because let me tell you, I thought I was good to go. Sinning, yes, sinning and calling myself a Christian. Come on now. Yeah, I had to get that plank up out of my eye. Listen, I understand and God ain't playing. (laughs) Yes, he is a loving God and a gracious and merciful and sympathetic and compassionate and fun. Listen, God is fun and he's funny. Listen, you, you sit with him long enough, okay? You will have yourself some good laughter, some good holy laughter in the Lord. I'm telling you, listen, people think that, you know, being consecrated to God is this um, like as if you were to live in, in a monastery and that you would never enjoy life and it's so boring and you don't have any fun. Listen, I can attest to the fact that I am having more enjoyment of peace in my life than I have ever had, ever. And I enjoy this. Is it quiet at times? Yes, Do I feel, you know, maybe it would be nice to enjoy some of this peace with somebody else? Yes. But guess what? I know (laughs) what comes with all of that. Okay. If they ain't living for Christ, if they ain't going hard for Jesus like you are, it ain't going to work. I can attest to that. (laughs) Oh, I can attest to that. So. There we go, folks. I'm going to leave it with that, okay? Because, like I said, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all the excuses. So I know if I'm sick of it, I know Jesus is sick of it too. Amen. Glory be to God. Yes, his grace is available to us, but we don't take that as a license to sin, nor do we be lazy. No, listen, being in this kingdom, oh, you want to work. Yeah, you want to work and you got to and you got to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Yes, you do. Because otherwise, like the Bible says, that it will be evident that you are a child of the devil and not of God. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Until next time, stop sinning. Repent. Come on now, we got to live this life by faith and not by sight.
Okay, don't worry about what's going on out here in the world. Don't worry about what the next man or woman is doing. Don't worry about how you think everybody is having the big time fun while you sitting over here in the house. Okay, reading the Bible, preparing yourself. Come on now. We got to prepare ourselves to meet the living God because I'm telling y'all, life is but a vapor. And the older you get, the more real that now becomes. Amen. Amen. Repent. Believe that Jesus died for you. Our resurrected Lord, he is alive, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and we will obey him because we love him and because we said we said yes to the salvation plan of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, until next time, Lord willing, I speak to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye